3: The numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on v Good
4: Friday morning, to It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, v the v app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander back in the fold. Kelly Bidlin here as well. Kelly, good morning to you, sir. How you feeling?
5: I'm doing okay. I, th- I think my voice is going to make it longer than yours today. Oh, yeah.
4: Well, I'm on a pitch count. I'm totally on a pitch game. I'm on. I'm that soccer player who needs to be subbed at like the 70 minute mark.
5: Oh man, I need like a third party to make the call on this, but show prop bet when at what time does Gill's voice fall off a cliff? I'm gonna. I'm go. gonna go over under
4: 80230. Oh, that's a great line. Yeah, somewhere around there. 80230. By the way what's up with the eggnog challenge? Is there even eggnog available anymore now?
5: So, so it's been brought up a couple times uh, since you've been out. I, I have said I, I'm a man of my word. Yeah. I am not Matt Brown. I will not push off this field goal kicking for two years. You ain't kidding. Um, I, will drink, I will drink the nog one of these days. We'll have to set it up for next week. But okay. that's the big question, right? right? Is it left? And no, for everybody that keeps tweeting me, I'm not making homemade eggnog. I know <laughs> it can be done. I'm not sitting at home. Cracking eggs and stirring a pot and whatever. That stuff's gross.
4: All right. First of all, thank you to Jeff Parlay. Thank you to JVT, Jonathan Montobo for sitting in the chair. Uh, did you and JVT nerd out in some hoops yesterday? Oh,
5: we nerded out so, so <laughs> hardcore. Are you good. kidding me? Two two segments of our
4: season predictions. <laughs> I'm glad you did that. <laughs> full graphics, full, full Kelly Bidley oh, project. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, good. Yeah. All right. So on the show today, Dr. Bob and John Legasa in the first hour, which is great scheduling with his voice because that's like a 30-minute filibuster right there. A total con- congressional <laughs> filibuster with Dr. Bob and John Legasa. Uh, Dr. Bob will mention what he thinks about college football's championship, of course, on Monday. And give us an NFL thought. John Legasa on the NFL as well. Matt Brown, speaking of our buddy Mateo, host of the year, co-host, Final Countdown with Story Tony. He'll be here next hour to give his bevy of NFL picks. And Adam Burke joins us at the very end to uh, give his thoughts on the football weekend. whole bunch of football. Oh, and one brief break from football on the show today. I have something to say to golf betters everywhere. Not you, Kelly. Just golf betters in general. Don't tell I it. think it's a good point
5: that you have later. Yeah. Uh, after day one, I'm looking pretty good for another second place finish to start <laughs> the year. Who do you have? I got Morikawa at the top. Uh, I'm not exactly oh, sure looking, you're where. You're looking great, man. Yeah, Fino's six under, I believe. But, you know, John Rahm's right there, nine under at the top. He's going to win the thing. I'll have someone finish in second.
4: All right. First thing today. All of this stuff going on with the NFL and how they've decided to handle And first of all, we are thrilled, let's just say right off at the top, we are thrilled that DeMar Hamlin is doing better and better. Uh, you couldn't have asked for any better at this point in terms of his progress. Doctors say he's still in critical condition, so uh, not out of the woods in any way yet, but the progress that they have been looking for is there, and that is... Absolutely spectacular news and really has served to give not only the Buffalo Bills, but other teams in the NFL sort of the relief and quotes, I'll use that word, to sort of move on and play now. Um, So that's all a good thing. Now, here's the deal. Um, First of all, let's start. Before we get into what actually has gone on, in case you missed it, there was about a two-hour period yesterday. Well, first of all, the NFL did say what was already postponed, that the Bengals and the Bills would not get played. So that was the first thing. Uh, the NFL saying that the Bengals-Bills game will not get resumed, will not get played. The next thing that happened, and this was about for like two hours yesterday, Kelly, I'll, I'll estimate, there was something being floated around. There were reports that the NFL was considering an eight-playoff-per-conference format. And, first of all, it was hilarious that it was even... Because it, it felt like a weather balloon. Yes. It, it felt like they were like, let's test this and see what happens. Because if we can go to eight teams, mow money...
5: Okay, so so real quick on that, because you weren't here yesterday, I, I didn't, not on the air, but kind of in between shows yesterday, the two I do, I I, I lost it on, uh, uh, I mean, there was some, I thought there were some irresponsible, I don't want to say reporting, because it wasn't reporting, it was just people floating ideas for how this could work. Well, but there were, some, there were pe-
4: some legit reporters that went with it, though.
5: Exactly, and some, yeah. and some of these people floating these ideas, though, are more respected within the NFL community than others, right? So, there was multiple ideas being thrown out there where it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa,
4: whoa. This is just coming from one guy. And people are kind of, you know, eating it up. Well, what was hilarious about it was that, first of all, fans of teams like the Jets and the Commanders, right, immediately went we into – chance. Are you kidding me? So if this, if, if, the, if the Commanders win and Seattle uh, loses as long as Green Bay and Detroit don't tie, skins are in. Uh, Jets, they're in with a win and a Jacksonville win and a Pittsburgh loss. Anyway – then I sort of then I was like okay wait a minute. It, it was sort of like the fumble through the end zone where I'm like can someone explain the logic of why the the, the other team gets the ball if you right. fumble at the one you you still get the ball at the one but if you fumble just beyond the pylon you lose full possession. Right? Yeah, it, makes, if it goes out of bounds at the minus 1. There's no logic to it. Why is it that punitive so this thing yesterday, I was like, wait a minute. How does the Bills-Bengals cancellation mean that teams like the Jets and the Commodes ought to be back in the playoffs? Like, made no sense. And then we got the real word as to what was going on beyond the Bills-Bengals game getting canceled. And Adam Schefter did a nice job because it was like this really like It's like the notes thing on your phone was the first uh, image that was sent out to everybody, but then Adam Schefter did a nice job of just sort of parsing it out.
5: You needed a lot of greed to figure out exactly what the NFL was proposing at first. My head hurt first reading it.
4: Bit of a word salad. Yes. Um, So let's throw these up one by one, and we'll just go through them real quick. There's the one that says, you know, the NFL never considered an an eighth playoff team being added to each conference. That's the company line, that this was never an idea that was on the table. Let's get that out of the way first. Um, and then we go to the next one, and here's where it gets interesting. Per the NFL, if Baltimore defeats Cincinnati on Sunday. Now, so here's the deal. Again, Buffalo and Cincinnati are going to finish the season with 17 games played. Everybody else is going to have played 18. Per the NFL, this is per Adam Shafter, articulating this for us. If Baltimore defeats Cincinnati on Sunday, and if those two clubs are scheduled to play a wild card game against each other, the site for that game would be determined by a coin toss. Now, the reason for that, Kelly, is is if Baltimore defeats Cincinnati, they will have swept the Bengals, but will h- lose the division on win percentage mm-hmm. for having for the Bengals having played one fewer game. So that's why they had to go to that coin toss <laughs> fact, uh, that coin toss uh, sort of angle in there, that little bullet point. And I think, I mean, all, none of this is perfect, none right? It's perfect. None of it's perfect. Here's another one. If the, now, now we get to the number one seed in the AFC. If the Chiefs lose Saturday and the Bills win Sunday, the Bills are the number one seed, so no neutral sites then would come into play and Buffalo would get the bye. Okay, that one makes sense. But here is where it gets a little uh, funky Cole Medina on the first uh, seed. If we go to the next one, potential, uh, potential neutral sites for a possible AFC championship game have not yet been determined. A number of options are being discussed. Now you're saying, wait a minute, what do you mean potential neutral sites? Because that's where we get into, okay, there's a few scenarios here. Scenario number one, what do you mean neutral sites? Well, scenario number one, Buffalo and Kansas City both win or both tie this week. Then a Buffalo versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site. Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals lose this week. Bills, Chiefs, AFC championship game would be at a neutral site. And then finally, Bills and Chiefs both lose. Bengals win in week 18. Bills or Bengals versus Chiefs the AFC championship game would be at a neutral site. There is no word whatsoever, none whatsoever, as to where that neutral site would be. So we don't know that. There it is. And by the way, there's one more. If the Bengals win or the teams don't play in a wild card round, game sites would be determined by the regular scheduling procedures. Okay, that one we got. So anyway, I guess, Kelly, the question becomes, are you okay with all of this? Do you think they made the best of what is an unprecedented situation?
5: Yes, I, 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 I think they did. It, it might not be what I would have done to the, to the letter. I think there was a, was it Matt Hasselback Actually, I, I heard uh, get referenced on sports center yesterday with his idea, with, with his, I think there was, there's slightly better ones, uh, better ideas out. There were better ideas out there, Gil, but I think this is pretty darn close. I'm yeah. I'm okay with this and I think I think most teams should be.
4: I think I think so too. And again, there's some, you know, does it give Buffalo maybe an incremental advantage in some ways? Maybe. I I, I think it's the best way to go.
5: And, and I'm trying to separate myself from, from, you know, my betting mind from my football mind a little bit, but I still think both converge, Gil, on yeah. the eighth team would have been the worst possible
4: scenario. The absolute worst. Why bring more teams into it?
5: I mean, can you imagine if the dolphin right the dolphins are on the outside looking in and then all of a sudden they're in the playoff picture, Tua gets healthy, they go on some run and you got an asterisk next to a team for the rest of their rest of their life?
4: Well, think about it. So because it would yeah, we're always call it would also call into question the way that teams approached week seventeen last week. Right. Well, now Washington's a bad example because Ron Rivera didn't know that they could be eliminated anyway. But right. <laughs> but but Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee's a better example, right? Tennessee would have tried to play that differently instead of, you know, taking out all the starters. So yes, I mean, absolutely, the notion that they would have brought more teams, any 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 situ, any format that would have allowed more teams to whine and have a case where they got wronged would have been the wrong one. So I think this is the best. And then the, the other scenarios thrown around, and these are, these are not the official. By the way, it should be pointed out, we should also make this clear, Kelly. None of this is in stone yet. They're voting on this this morning.
5: Yeah, yeah well, absolutely, yes. We so, expect
4: that it will go through, but who knows?
5: This is presented from the league office. This is basically the proposal yeah. from the league office to the NFL teams. This will be voted on today by all 32 NFL teams. They need 24 votes on the yes for this to, this to be passed and this to how they're going to go forward.
4: Yeah, the only other things that were floated around was, okay, just play the Bills and the Bengals in Week 19, so to speak, while the wild card games are going on that weekend as well. That could create the awkward situation where the Bills were, were one of those teams, you know, where they where first of all, they could play each other back-to-back weeks or two out of three weeks, whatever it is. Uh, I think they did the best of what they could do. But it will be voted on this morning, and we expect it to get voted through, but you'd never know, for goodness sakes. Yeah. You can't vote on the Speaker of the House. Can you vote on this? I don't know. You know what else we have to do this morning? You know how a few weeks ago we were we did a whole weather thing on every single game because that week demanded—oh, mm-hmm. actually, you were probably out. But we did, like, weather reports, weather on the ones. I think this morning we actually have to do a quarterback roll call for all these games. Oh, yeah. We should do that as well because those are all over the place. It's a numbers game at Visa the Sports Betting Network. Dr. Bob on the other side.
3: A numbers game on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite waitering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start, busing, uh, start placing rather sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions, must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander, Kelly, we have some absolutely spectacular news on Damar Hamlin. Please share.
5: Yes, his breathing tube has been removed. So uh, Damar Hamlin breathing on his own right now.
4: It, it is It is miraculous, man. It is so great. And I don't know if you saw the press conference with the two doctors in Buffalo, or in Cincinnati, I should say, yesterday, from the University of Cincinnati who worked on DeMar Hamlin. But they give, they, they, they sort of said they cannot emphasize enough the praise that they are bestowing on the, the medical professionals that were on the field. Because without their quick, very professional work, that was textbook is, is the word they used, this might not have been possible. So, DeMar Hamlin continues to improve, address the team via FaceTime, breathing tube out, spent time delivering a message to teammates. So, how about that?
5: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, some big betting news just coming down to uh, Michael White sitting on the bench this week. He, uh, he will not start Joe Flacco to get the start for the Jets this week.
4: The plan was for it to be Mike White with Joe Flacco as the backup and Zach Wilson inactive. So now I guess we're getting Joe Flacco with Zach Wilson as the backup, I guess. I would guess. I haven't yeah. seen
5: that yet, but I, I would assume
4: so, yeah. Michael White unable to go in a game that means everything to the Dolphins. Dolphins must win. Patriots must lose for the Dolphins to get it. And By the way, do we even know what the Dolphins quarterback situation is? Because here's the deal on Teddy Bridgewater. At first, he was throwing short to Dolphin staff. Then he, now he's throwing longer passes. I heard last. So
5: yeah, that's exactly what I saw yesterday too. Was that he didn't throw a ton, right? But he was throwing, uh, and and yes, I guess making. I, I don't want to say making all the throws, but throwing right. further down the field.
4: So either Skyler Thompson or Teddy Bridgewater, and that line moved dramatically to the Dolphins being about a two and a half point favorite now at last check. And now we'll see if it goes even further with Mike White or if that was just. Sort of people getting ahead of the Mike White News. Dr. Bob joins us, ladies and gentlemen. Pioneer in the game. How you doing, Bob?
6: Doing all right. Had a little bit of a stomach bug that my <laughs> little ones brought into the house.
4: Ah, they're so selfish, those kids. <laughs> Join the party, they Bob. Are. We've all been feeling it the
6: past <laughs> little, week or two. <laughs> little little Petri dishes of, 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 of disease. <laughs> I was waiting for you to get that out.
4: Mm-hmm. Bob.
6: <laughs> yeah, I couldn't quite figure out what I was going to say there. I'm
4: going to take a drink.
5: Yeah, Dr. Bob, all right. Oh, let's all right. start first with the championship game Monday night. What are you liking as TCU and Georgia get set to square off in the college football playoff championship game?
6: I honestly have not spent a ton of time on it because I looked at it and thought, I'm not betting this game, and then I just moved on to the NFL work. You know, I just... Um, I've, I've looked at the map, I'd have to do adjustments to the, to the, to the math model, um, but it came out pretty close to market on both the side and the total. I think I'm a little bit uh, leaning toward TCU, and I think the line is higher than my model because you know, uh, a lot of, a lot of you know, the market uses a prior still even as late as the bowl games, which do have some predicted nature in bowl games. But in this case, TCU's prior—you know what what they the prior being what they were expected to be. Obviously, you guys know, but for the audience, what they were expected to be coming into the season, which, which referred to as the prior. Now, their prior was really low, but I mean, how useful is that? New coach, new systems. I mean, in situations like that, I when I see something different than what was expected, I tend to throw out the prior earlier in the season anyway. In situations like that with a new coach, so. I don't think the prior has much to do with anything, but I think it's propping up the line a little bit higher. You see it come down already. I think you know some smart money's come in on, on TCU, and my model had you know without any adjustments has 11 and a half, with the total around 61. Um, so I don't see a t- I don't see enough value to be betting TCU. I do think there's you know where you could see some value. TCU's defense is a little bit better now than what it's been for the course of the season. For the course of the season, they've been about half a yard per play better than an average defense. But in the first half of the season, they were giving up a ton of big pass plays. Uh, in fact, in the first uh, seven games, maybe, six or seven games, they gave up 14.1 yards per completion. Yeah, in the first seven games. After the Kansas State game, which they gave up a ton of big pass plays... They put, in, they put Bud Clark into the starting free safety role. He'd, only, he'd missed a few games, come off the bench for a couple games early in the season and played well, and then they put him in the starting lineup and starting in game eight. So with Bud Clark as the starting safety the last seven games, they've only allowed 11.7 yards per completion, and they've been really good against the pass in those seven games, giving up just 5.5 yards per pass play to seven quarterbacks that would combine to average 7.0 yards per pass play. So the defense has gotten much better since Clark became that back end. And he had the pick six last week. One of the pick sixes last week was Clark. Um, So I think TCU's defense is being a little undervalued here as they're a lot better now than they were in the first half of the season. So I think there's a little bit of value on TCU, probably a little bit of value on the under, but I'm not betting either.
4: I'm just curious, Bob, how quickly did you throw out priors on TCU?
6: Um, week five, I mean, it became pretty apparent, you know, that they were much better offensively than I think my defensive prior name was about what they what they were earlier in the season, but offensively, they were much better. And, that's, you know, Sonny Dykes has done that before. I mean, it's not, nothing new that his teams, you know, were, were better offensively soon after he, you know, his first year after he got there, I was the same way.
4: Didn't, didn't you dislike um, him immensely when he was the coach at Cal?
6: I did, and you know, the reason I disliked him at Cal, not because of the offense, is because he chose a defensive coordinator that had no experience, and he fired Pendergast, who, Pendergast, who got a job right away at USC afterwards. Pendergast was the defense coordinator under the, in the Tedford years and was great, and Cal had consistently good defenses. He got fired. Like, keep the defensive coordinator. Like, what are you doing? He's the best part of Cal's staff. And they fired him, and USC picked him up right away, and their defense improved right away when they got him. And it just made me upset that he just didn't care about defense. Mm-hmm. And, and and well, and this time around, he's smart enough to hire a good defensive coordinator. Um, so I think that that's the difference between TCU and Cal. Why couldn't he have done that at Cal? Yeah, I'm a little bitter. But
4: <clears throat> I remember our trips to Cal very fondly when when you would uh, rail against Sonny Dykes and his uh, decision making. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah.
6: Let, let, let's have a. Let's have a forty-nine to forty-eight loss every week. You know, <laughs> I mean, just yeah, ridiculous.
4: All right, we got a few minutes. What do you like in the NFL, and what is a very squirrely Week Eighteen?
6: Yeah, I'm not betting that much this week. I, I did play uh, play the under in the the Raiders Kansas City game. I got under fifty-three. It's still sitting at fifty-two and a half, so there's still plenty of value there on the under. It's just a case, you know, Jared Stidham looked great last week, which was which was great because I bet the Raiders early in the week last week at plus six before the news that Carr was going to sit. And I thought, well, our hopes. I still thought there was a decent chance, like a 50-50 chance, that they'd cover the spread even with Stidham, and and they ended up doing so. Stidham did really well, but he also has the highest completion percentage over expectation of any quarterback in the league, which is not suddenly Stidham's most accurate passer in NFL history. It's a lot of luck, and he had a lot of -of out-of-structure throws, like rolling out of the pocket, you know, broken play. Oh, there's, you know, Devontae Adams down the field, 40 yards down the field. Let's just chuck it up and see what happens. He just had a, a few of those big plays out of structure. I don't think that's likely to repeat itself, So I think he'll come back down to earth. And I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's much worse than Carr, but I like the under. Even if Carr were the quarterback, this would qualify as an under. And City's defense has gotten really much improved in the second half of the season from what they were early in the season. That's happened the last few years, actually. And um, you know, in the second half of the season, they're allowing a 40% success rate, which we're ranked second in the league over that time frame. If Chris Jones just coming on strong like he does every year late in the year, he leads all you know interior defenders with 13 sacks. And the Raiders' offensive interior of the offensive line is surrendering 7.3 pressures per game. So Jones is just going to be right in dead of space the whole game. So I think that's not good for the Raiders' offense. You also have, you know, Kelsey has not done particularly well. He did not do well at all against the Raiders the first time around, just 25 receiving yards. They have a, they do, you know, relatively well defending tight ends in general over the course of the season. So I think that's a, that's a little bit of a matchup plus for the Raiders' defense. Um, they've got a really good, the Raiders have a really good nickelback in Tyler Hall, who allows just 0.3 yards per cover snap, which is really good. Uh, so he should be able to handle Juju Schuster, who, Ranked second in the NFL uh, among wide receivers in the slot. So I think it's a, a pretty good matchup to neutralize uh, Smith Schuster. So I think there's some matchup things that work here, and just in general, I think the line's too high. So right. um, I went under in the under in the Vegas Kansas City game.
4: Bob, we thank you. We appreciate it.
6: All right, buddy, have a good
4: weekend, Doctor Bob. Everybody, let me just tell people what's going on here behind the scenes. Kelly set a line at eight twelve Pacific, eleven twelve Eastern. That I would crap out and I would be done on the show. These guys are texting all the time about how the. Terrible, <laughs> terrible line. Terrible now. line. That's moved to 733, 1033
5: Eastern. No, no, we're trading bets. People want live betting action now. There's no live betting action. You're already cashed. Are you kidding me? That wasn't a standing eight.
4: That was official.
5: That was after? Oh, that's official. Cash okay. those tickets. Man. If Kelly has to lead off asking the question,
4: <laughs> tickets cashed. I hate you people. Coming back, John LaGuessa on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
3: A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network.
5: Are you not a VSEN Pro subscriber yet? What are you waiting for? Only $79. Get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today and you'll also receive $20 to buy VSEN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only Veasan Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the of the top plays made by Veasan show hosts and guests, betting splits, and betting reports. This limited time offer. Sign up now and get Veasan Pro access through the end of March Madness at Veasan.com/slash subscribe.
4: <laughs> so great! Well done, well done. Should I read some tweets? Is that too much? We Can get tweets. <laughs> beating the book, Jason H. Eleven. Good planning on Doctor Bob and John Legesa. Add Todd and the Crack Man in the second hour, and you won't have to talk at all. This is from—I uh, think he says that with love. This is from uh, NSTU21. This is Nathan. Made eggnog for the first time this year, Kelly. Super easy and very good. Let me know when this is happening, and I'll supply fresh homemade eggnog for this.
5: I appreciate it, but not—I don't, I don't roll with the with the homemade. I need the—I need the supermarket. Just. Brand generic whatever eggnog. That's the good stuff.
4: Scotty B seven two six. Only scenario I don't agree with: if Baltimore beats Cincinnati twice, they should get the wild card home game. Yeah, that seems a little tough. That's why they're going coin toss. But yeah, I'm with you. Motor City Mike. Do to do to do, do. Oh, talking about just sports books and refunds. Every sports book handling things differently. Kelly, correct?
5: Man, I would think. Let's see. The game now canceled, so I would think. Actually, most sports books are handling things how you would expect with a normal canceled game, but you know, call up your sports book if you have bets in, in well, the
4: balance. There's there's some division bets that require all games to be played, and so there's a bit of. Gray area So that
5: it's that kind of stuff that you yeah. definitely need to check on. Anything it, relating to that game, those those bets should be canceled.
4: Then. Indiana Jet, Eggnog is currently available, Kelly, at the Walmart Henderson Super This super, is the super, super pro Center. tip of the hour, Gil. Aisle A38, send an intern now before they sell out over the weekend. That's amazing. Anderson, Eric, uh, Erickson, Eggnog, one quart. That is, he just gave out a
5: specific Walmart location with the aisle number for me to go find it.
4: Mark Geiger, in-house attorney. Thank God for the medical professionals in our country who do their very best every day. A little Kermit in their gill, still, but it's great to hear you uh, live. Hope you get out uh, to rest over the weekend, chicken soup and tea with some honey, the best medicine. That's my legal advice today. Uh, let's see. And everybody's betting the under. They're like, is it too late to bet the under on the voice? So there you go. Everybody's cashing. John Legase has got a voice, ladies and gentlemen. He's from the Mayo Media Network. He's streaming's John Legace. How you doing, Johnny?
3: No shortage on this voice, you know that.
4: (laughs) All right, let's do it. Week eighteen, it's tough. What do you What do you make of this? Do you do a lot pre flop?
3: Well, no. I listen. I generally avoid the individualized bets on week eighteen because it's very wonky. Right? I think if you have two competitive teams, you can go for that. Other than that, I don't like to anticipate teams giving up. That's not how it is in this age of film. Everything is so granular. People are playing for contracts. You know, a team like Indianapolis is tanking by starting Ellinger. But with Ellinger on the field, like he's going to play hard. You know what I mean? I think I think that's, my, that's kind of my thesis here is the players that are on the field are playing to win. The coaches are going to make, make some moves, which makes it wonky. I'm staying away from it. I think the door is open for a couple interesting futures. The first one I like, I, Brian Dable, coach of the year, plus 350. I'm surprised it's still at that. I mean, the joke I've been making, Gil, is he's my chopped champion in the obscure foods edition. They gave this guy a basket with – Durian Scrapple and Dried Fermented Chicken Feet, and this guy ended up making something kind of delicious. You know, we know it's a subjective award, so it's it's given by people, so they do take these kind of narratives, right? That's why I can't bet on it in New York. It's old-fashioned football, right? It's a subjective award, running plus defense. He did the most with the least. Giants on offense year to date. Top 10, EPA per play. Time of possession per drive and first downs per drive. Top five rushing yards per game and rush before con- yards before contact per rush. Sorry. On defense, they play hair on fire, and this is where I think he's won the award, by putting his fingerprint on the team in an age of these preventative defenses, too high shells. It's a hair on fire defense for the Giants. Number one in man defense, number one in blitz rate. Both of those numbers by, like, at least 10% on the field. 42% man, 44% blitz. That's why they're top five in sacks per game, number two in forced fumbles. They do a lot. We've heard this narrative all oh, year. The Giants are a well-coached team. They don't have the talent. And perhaps, perhaps the worst wide receiver room we've seen in a playoff game in a very long time. Maybe don't tell the Ravens, right? Yeah, I was going to say. But I, I, he's done so much for that team in an incredibly tough division, this team was written off before it started, and now it looks like, oh, well, you know what? Maybe we're not going to get rid of Daniel Jones. Maybe he is the future. Oh, maybe we are going to bring back Barkley, bring the band back together. I, you got, I don't know how Dable's not it. Sirianni is a good coach. He's at the best team across the board. He has the MVP and the two best line play. Like, I don't know. To me, it's Dable by a mile as far as... Extracting the talent and the wins, and not only that, but changing the culture. So for me, it's Dable plus three fifty, coach of the year. Yeah, it's
4: funny you mention that because again, shop around. What what John is citing is uh plus plus three fifty at DraftKings right now. Kyle Shanahan has become the short shot. This just happened. So Kyle Shanahan at plus one seventy five now the short shot for coach of the year Sirianni at two to one. Your man Dable at plus two twenty five. What do you make of that?
3: Wow, it's a, it's a major shift. I'm surprised. And it's weird, but the information you just gave me, I'm surprised a shift to Shanahan towards the favorite would also move Dable towards the favorite. That actually maybe strengthens my position, means this is pretty much up in the air. Maybe those two prices should be a bit closer. I think the argument for Shanahan is also pretty strong. He's an excellent coach. He lost a starter, but I think, again, what we've seen, it's. It's that defense in San Francisco. They go as the defense goes, and they just showed some major weakness against really a first-time starter for the Raiders. I think that is going to help Dable's case. I, I, I think more of it's a, it's more of a price thing. right? I don't think this is a slam dunk runaway, but I have I got three fifty just this morning. So man, I really don't want to be thought of as giving stale lines. You got to shop it around because I did see three fifty this morning.
4: I don't mean to take you off your flow here, but look at the other names on that, which is fascinating. So Doug Peterson. Obviously, juxtaposed against Urban Meyer is a pretty interesting choice. He's 12 to 1. Yeah. Look at those two names afterwards. Sean McDermott is suddenly 15 to 1. Zach Taylor is 30 to 1. Isn't that interesting? So some people, let's be honest, are voting on this now. I would imagine there is money in on those names because of what happened on Monday night and the beautiful response of both McDermott and Taylor. Do you possibly think cuz remember there's a limited amount of people voting on this. Do you think that what we saw Monday night is a legitimate question based on what's happening in the market could actually tip the scales here?
3: No, I think the movement is the is the response, right? Like what we've seen is what we're going to get and I think It was to make that statement so people like yourself, right, the smartest, sharpest people in the industry are talking about it. I don't think it'll push them to the end. I think we wanted the names, right, the general we wanted those names on the board. Again, yes, it's an absolute reaction, and it's what I said. And I think this may even strengthen my Dable argument again is if something that really was outside of coaching can affect the odds in this way, maybe they're not as solid as we think they are, right? And again, to what I mentioned before about it being a very subjective Award, right? So, though I disagree that that will be the thing to put those two coaches over, I do agree that those types of arguments are ingrained in the decision.
4: It's very, it's very interesting. All right. What else did you have, John? I'm sorry. We'll Well, go back to that.
3: I actually really, again, this is a price thing, but I got some data for you too, as always. I like Green Bay to win the NFC plus 1500. They have to get through the Lions who have been eliminated. Goff is very bad in the cold. That's reflected in the price at minus 230. Now I did the Fezzik thing and I made sure, that I added up my estimated odds to make sure that I couldn't get a better value just betting Green Bay the next four times, that's not the case. So I like Green Bay plus 1,500. I think once they beat the Lions, that's going to really get cut. You know, since they've gotten Christian Watson, and that's a big deal because it opens up the entire field to be defended, and for a team with Green Bay that likes to run, predicated on the run, rate, right, it's very important. So last eight with Watson, top 10 in scoring, top 10 in EPA per play, drive distance and time of possession per drive. The defense is healthy, and that's kind of what they are, who we thought they are. The Packers are a very good defense. They Took a long time getting together and getting healthy. Last four, 17.5 completions per game, only 102 rush yards per game. Well, last I checked, those are the only two ways to move the ball. That's phenomenal. They're also number one in splash plays per snap. So every two snaps, they make a splash play, which is phenomenal. And last thing, using Harry Alexander in that tough one-on-one matchup, the Packers have laid the template to defend the Alpha wideout like Justin Jefferson. So we just saw what it takes to have a player of Harry Alexander's caliber in accordance with bracket coverage to eliminate that. And so teams against the Packers thinking they're going to lean on a number one running buck in the secondary, not so fast. So I think a lot of those things really help. They have a great defense. After they beat Detroit, they faced a rookie quarterback. I mean, that's generally the things we go after if you're narrative betting. And then it's it's a pretty easy run for there. It's the winner of the Giants and the Vikings before we end up in the chip game. So there might be a hedge opportunity. I don't know why this is 15-1 to 1 right now. I guess it's because they're not in yet, but – i think this should be more like eight to one so i think i'm capitalizing on the price before it changes
4: okay only 30 seconds anything else or are we good
3: you no know, i i'm just be careful everybody i know everybody loves to bet so much sometimes no bet is better than a bad bet a quantify it for you in less than 20 seconds if you have a hundred dollars and you lose ten percent right you're down to 90. you make ten percent you're not back to 100 you're back to 99. so in short for every 10 percent you lose you need 11 percent. To get back. So please be stringent when pressing the button. No bets should ever eh, Whatever. Take a stab. I don't believe in take a stab. Lose that. Save your money. Be smart.
4: Thank you, John.
3: Love you, man. Be, feel better.
4: Thank you, sir. Coming back. We got something to say to golf betters next.
0: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe
6: Numbers game
3: on VSet the sports betting network
5: Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a fifty dollars bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Uh, conditions must be twenty-one years or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements.
4: <laughs> you're a little, you're a little slow on the draw, but otherwise, it was beautiful. I put up the wrong one. Oh, you you know, did. Man,
5: you know how it goes.
4: I do. Want to do the pro tip? Pro tip. I forgot, pro tip, be careful betting week
5: 18. We have backups in games with playoff teams versus non-playoff teams. A lot of different funky scenarios this week uh, that could lead to some odd games. There's going to be some great playoff action a week from now, kind of like John just said at the end there. I think this is a week where be careful with the bankroll, be careful with what you do. However, you did point out something during the break.
4: Yeah, which is if there was ever a week for in-game betting, this is that week. Because you honestly don't know. I mean, <clears throat> with scenarios, you don't know how teams are going to start a game and when they're going to s- decide, in some cases, just pull people, right? Like Tampa Bay, how long yep. are they playing Tom Brady for? Dallas, how long are they going to play the starters for if they're already, if they look across the scoreboard and they see Philadelphia's up in their game by 21? Because the Giants are indicating they're not playing anybody. Yep. By the way, let's can we do a little quarterback roll call here real quick just to sort of give a landscape? We'll, we'll do our roll pick- call. Yeah, so, and just do these one by one. So, Chiefs at Raiders Saturday. That is going to be Stidham in for the Raiders, as we know. Titans at Jaguars. It's going to be Joshua Dobbs going for the Titans. Bucks at Falcons. Tom Brady is expected to start. How long he will go, who knows? Panther, excuse me, Patriots at Bills. Okay, normal starters. Vikings at Bears. Bears going with the great Nathan Peterman, Kelly who before Malik Willis was the last quarterback to have three straight games in which he could not get to 100 yards passing.
5: I brought this up yesterday, Gil, but how great of a back half of the season have the Bears had where they have somehow convinced people that they're not a terrible football team outside of their defense, right? Yet they're still still here in Week 18 with a chance at the number one pick. They got a shot.
4: Got to applaud the Chicago Bears. All right, so Ravens-Bengals... Was supposed to be Tyler Huntley, but we could see Anthony Brown now because Tyler Huntley is not perfect. Yeah, I am
5: wondering about that because I'm seeing movement on that line right now, actually.
4: Well, Bengals this morning moved past the seven. Now Bengals are eight and a half point favorites.
5: Oh no, we're going we're going higher than that. That's well, where I'm trying to figure out if something's come down. It is it is ten basically everywhere now. Wow.
4: So it feels like it's Anthony Brown. And again, as we've said on this show now for a couple weeks, are we sure Lamar Jackson's playing in the playoffs? Because I'm not sure he is.
5: I wouldn't put anything past him, that organization, whatever.
4: Texans-Colts, it's going to be Sam Ellinger going for the Colts. Jets-Dolphins is the one that is now solidified on the Jets side, as we said earlier, Joe Flacco. But for the Dolphins, we don't know if it's Teddy Bridgewater or Skylar Thompson. Um, let's see. Panthers saints normal. Brown-Steelers, normal. Okay, Chargers are another team, right? Just in terms of motivation. feel like that is one nobody's talked about all week. Chargers, by game time, they play an afternoon game. If Baltimore loses, so if Baltimore loses earlier in the day to the Bengals, the Chargers are locked into the number five seed. So they know they're going to travel to the Titans-Jaguars winner. So they will have nothing to play for. So again, preflop, in this case, you can sort of figure it out and try to get ahead of the preflop in that case. But a lot of these other ones, again, are going to be in-game. Giants-Eagles, we could have Terod Taylor starting for the Giants. Do we know if it's Jalen Hurts for the Eagles? We don't. Uh, we don't yet, but I did just see a report that he is,
5: I don't want to say expected to play. I think it said, quote, trending in the right direction
4: for Sunday. Okay. Eagles win. They get the number one seed. Big favorites there. Cardinals are going to be David Blau, I believe, going against the Niners. Yep. Rams, Seahawks, normal. Cowboys, Commanders, Sam Howell, ladies and gentlemen, starting for the Commanders. Oh, boy. Commanders got to figure out what they have in him. <clears throat> I don't know if you can do that in one game. Yeah, yeah, but I like the move, right? Like, you got you to play him. Got to play him. Got to play him. It's the end of Carson Wentz. We'll never see him in a Washington uniform again. They would be happy to have Taylor Heineke as a backup next year, but who knows if Heineke wants to stick around. They got to draft. You know what they got to do? Can I just say this? Five seconds of Washington. Yeah. They got to trade Like Chase Young, this year's number one and next year's number one to try to get to number two, where Chicago will be. And then draft one of the big two.
3: Oh,
5: I I like that move. I think 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 that could be a real good move for them. Yeah, you, you would have to do that. It would probably be Chase Young, but it's not a bad time to move him, right? Because teams would be attracted to him on a cheaper contract still. Yet, if you're Washington... You might know a little bit more about his injury situation and long-term status than other teams would, so I, I think I'm with you on that one, Gil. I, I think if you put Chase Young and some picks together, you might be able to move up there and get a, get your your quarterback of the future, truly.
4: Because I, I don't think, pardon me, I don't think Will, <clears throat> this is going to be terrible, Kelly. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't think Will Levis or Anthony Richardson is the answer.
5: Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think so either. I'm, I'm hoping Will Levis, though everybody thinks is the answer, and he goes number one overall because I have a 41 ticket on that. But uh, we'll see. I I I am struggling to find why this Bengals line is suddenly on the move so much. I think that, it's got to be Anthony Brown. Yeah. Well, it, <clears throat> I I haven't seen. I'm just surprised I haven't seen anything about that on Twitter. I am seeing a Lamar Jackson downgraded further to doubtful, but I don't think you know nobody was expecting him to go anyways. <clears throat> I don't know that that one is interesting.
4: Okay, so I have, a, I have a point to make, and I don't know if I can get through this. <clears throat> <laughs> I'll
5: try to help you.
4: <laughs> okay, so I just, as golf season has started here, <clears throat> and I want to, uh, you know, everybody's excited about that. I just want to make a point about golf bettors, which is that, so I bet tennis, and, you know, <clears throat> for each tennis tournament, I bet one future, if I bet any at all. So in the last year... Right? Just on EGA Sviatek alone, talking about Miami, talking about Indian Wells, US Open, French Open. And remember, I bet multiple times on her at like plus 750 four times in one tournament, plus 450. Million. Anyway, on EGA alone, we made 80 units last year. Whereas I like to call for the trolls on Twitter an inconvenient truth for them. Two years before that, we made over 100 units on her alone. By the way, not only on EGA, we made with Sophia Kennan in the Australian Open, excuse me, in the, yeah, in the Australian Open in 2020. Bianca Andreescu in the U.S. Open in 2019. We have literally made hundreds of units on Tennis Futures betting one person. So now, golf is a little different than that. Golf is obviously a big pool of players. There's no other sport that has this kind of format. And so, Kelly, what would you say, like... You never bet one future, do you? Like, most golf bettors are betting multiple futures a tournament.
5: Yeah, Could- I, I don't want to say never. Like, like there were, there were probably one or two tournaments last year, smaller field tournaments or just smaller tournaments in general that okay. didn't have great fields that, yeah, I might have gone one or two.
4: But legitimately, but, but usually we know a lot of golf bettors who are betting seven outrights in a tournament. You're not, but I'm saying we know people who are six, seven at a time. Yeah,
5: I'll get up into that range maybe. I'm going to say three to four tournaments a year. I might have six, seven on.
4: By the way, there's an exception to every rule. I bet three women in the U.S. Open last year. So, again, not 100% of the time, but almost.
5: Also, also, if I'm in that seven range, if I'm in that seven range, Gil, it's because one or two of those guys are 120 to one or or higher,
4: right? Yeah, I got to get this out, though. So, So here's the thing. A lot of these bettors who are betting six or seven at a time are saying, oh, look, I hit an 18 to one. And if you bet every one of those in the same unit, right, let's say you win one 18 to one and you have six other losers. If you did one unit per every one of those, the net is 12 units, not 18. And oh, by the way, if you're betting the same unit on all of them, like the same on a 10 to one as you are 100 to one, I would argue that you're saying there's more value on the hundred to one to begin with, and then we get into the whole Kelly Cly- criterion discussion. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah. So if you're doing the actual math, and here's Joe Pita's tweet that inspired this, and I've talked about this for years here on the show, but Joe sort of put it in my head to talk about it again. A PSA for gambling golf Twitter. If golfer X at 18 to 1, one of four outrights you gave out wins the TOC. You did not hit a 20 to 1 shot. You hit a basket of golfers at a blended price of something like plus 450 or whatever. Same with panels. He says, phew, I feel, I, whew, I feel better, let's enjoy the season. Now just to do, I, I know that you weren't expecting math on the show today, but what he means is if you bet $100 on a 10-to-1 and $50 on a 20-to-1 and a $25 on a 40-to-1 and you hit the 40-to-1, you didn't hit a 40-to-1 shot. What you really hit was, excuse me, 100 to to win a 1,000, I should say, a 10-to-1, 50 to win a 1,000 at 20-to-1, 20 1, 25 to win a 1,000 at 40-to-1. You didn't hit the 40-to-1 shot. What you did was outlay 175 to win 1,000, and it's sort of like south of 7-to-1. Right. And so that's the point I just want to convey to golfers. I don't care if you do it in the World Cup and it's a one-off kind of thing. That's fine. If you hit Leicester City at 5,000-to-1, great. I'm talking about a sport that's week after week after week. Let's not make that mathematical mistake, please. That's my PSA. Coming back, Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network.